Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Outkick Bets podcast. It's the final NFL betting preview of the 2023-2024 season. I got the homies, Fox News financial analyst Scott Martin and fellow Outkick handicapper Dan Z here to help me break down Super Bowl 58 between the Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers. We're going to talk about player props, maybe some novelty props, game props, bunch of random different bets me dan and scott landed on uh obviously we will start off though with the breakdown of the game and our picks to win the big game uh first we get into before we get into that though how was your guys's conference championship weekends we'll start with you scott oh darn i was hoping dan would like lead off and then i could just jump on him or make mine sound better. Uh, mine stunk uh, because I didn't do anything that fun other than watch the game because I'm just not a cool guy. But it was okay. I mean, look, betting the the games was a lot of fun. I ended up uh, – I, I was kind of rooting for the Chiefs but took the Ravens. I was all on the Lamar train, so that didn't go very well. But I was happy to see the Chiefs win, I guess, sentimentally. And then the Niners was looking awesome because that was another pick that I made. Wait, 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 wait. The wait, 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 wait. Can you explain sentimentally rooting for the Chiefs? That's interesting. Yeah, from a I, sentimentally, as as in as in Dan. Guess what? The Cinderella team of the playoffs, oh, yeah. bro. Here, here your favorite right, line right, right, because right, your girlfriend's right, right. name is Cinderella, as you know. And so I used her Cinderella name in team. and talked about and talked about Barbarella. I mean, the Cinderella. two-time champion, the budding dynasty Cinderella team, right? Sorry. And according to you, could not win on the road, but won two games on the road. I did not Wimmer. say that. That do not misquote me, bro. We may have to go back to the tape. Regardless, I said you're, we you're didn't know because we hadn't seen it. I didn't say they couldn't. I said we didn't know because we hadn't seen it. Well, I told you it was coming. I should have followed my own advice because I took the Ravens, lost that. But I did have the 49ers money line, and I had them uh, plus with the spread, which was seven or so. And unfortunately, because that garbage touchdown on the garbage Lions offense on that last drive, they finally knocked one in and busted the spread on me against the yeah, Niners. But, but other than okay. that, it was so bad. So I was on the Niners as well, minus the number. And Good. I, I was pissed about that. But then I was like, but they didn't really deserve to cover seven and a half. Like, I, I look at that one. It's like, Jeff and I have talked about this on the pod many times. Like, there's there are, like, bad beats and there are lucky wins. And you kind of got to know the difference. Like, I didn't feel like I was on the right side there, right? Like, the only reason they covered the spread in the first place was kind of a garbage long run while they were milking the clock they really shouldn't have ever been up by enough to cover the spread and they were down by 17 so i don't look at that as like a bad beat on that touchdown it, it almost was like poetic justice i felt yeah, I good for like jeff the lions better who's like you deserve yeah, to win I, that and i'm glad you did yeah sort of i, I mean i guess the bad beats lucky wins i mean but either way it, it affects the wallet in the same way and so to me you know, we're going to get lucky. We're not going to get lucky. For me, I'd rather get lucky. And so I wasn't happy to see that, especially I think it was a fourth down uh, throw to Josh Reynolds, whoever was wide open. It, it just, you know, it's one of those things where, like, 
that was a game, though, that I felt like I was, the Lions showed up a lot more than I thought they would. And so you're right. That wasn't an easy cover. Jeff always calls it a rocking chair uh, win, a rocking chair cover, not even close to Which what that was going to be. it should have been for but... Lions betters because if you had plus seven and a half and they're up 24-7 at halftime, yeah. you're going to be like, yeah. well, I feel and pretty good about thing. where I'm at. Right. And good point. And there's so many games this year that we've talked about that have slipped away from, from betters like that. So, hey, there you go. You got rewarded. But either way, I, I don't want to see some of this come through in the Super Bowl because I'm throwing heavy, heavy dollars down on a lot of this stuff we're going to talk about. That's interesting. I'm going to circle back on that. I, with uh, sides and totals in the regular season and playoffs, I am 60, 39, and 3 entering the Super Bowl. So I've clinched a 60% winning rate this year. I'm pretty pumped about it. I went one-on-one in the conference championships, whiffed with the Ravens, as we just discussed, hit with the Lions. And I went two-for-one in player props in both games. So four-and-two in player props. Um, As far as the Super Bowl goes, you just kind of gave me an idea of another thing that I want to talk about, which is bet sizing for the Super Bowl. So you're one of those people that go hard at the Super Bowl, like almost regardless, or do you think you have a massive edge in this game or in the player props? Well, I just think, Jeff, for me, I'll go with the usual kind of ratios of of capital on the spread when we use the model to kind of fade the public and fade some of that information. But when it comes to hanging with you guys for the last few weeks and, and doing all these props and seeing how you've had some pretty insightful commentary about props, I'm thinking about laying some coin on some props, like some heavy coin, just because, I can't get the real true public data on some of the props because it's just a thin market or a thinner one. But I do listen to you guys, though, and defer to you on some of these props and found some for myself that actually I kind of like a lot. So if you mix it all together and aggregate it, there's going to be more money on this game for me than there has been all year for sure. Yeah, I hear you on that. My plan here is uh, I have like a five-unit allocation um, for all my Super Bowl bets. I'm doing one unit on the side, a half unit on the uh the total and then 17 player props or i'm usually hitting like a fifth of a unit only on 17 them. yeah only 17 we're not gonna probably go through all 17 of them here. i'm glad you have it under control then as far as the prop betting goes uh i went i think 13 and 5 last year in prop bets beautiful so i'm feeling hey, what are you doing what's your unit size i'm sorry i don't know maybe i missed that you're doing like a quarter unit per prop yeah like a like a fifth of a, a fifth of a unit per prop Couple okay. of like the, I haven't any. What about? I, I know you love the uh, minus money props because you think, well, not you think, you know that that's generally that their books are trying to get you. Um, so when you say you're doing like a quarter unit, fifth unit, is that to win or wager? If you're doing like a big minus money one or like a minus one fifty or minus one eighty five. Good question. I'm gonna do to wager, or I'm risking point two units to win. something like that right i actually don't have a lot of like expensive props here the most expensive one is the shortest touchdown one that i that i'm that i'm gonna give out um but yeah i'm i guess i am going kind of hard in the super bowl but as far as the game like this is gonna be your standard bet like i'm gonna have just as much money on this game as i did Cleveland Browns, New York Jets, <laughs> Thursday Night Football, Week 17. Like, So I, I don't know. I'm not going to go that hard on it because I don't think there's much of an edge to be gained here. In fact, I'm probably – I don't know. Whatever. Let's talk about the game itself. Right now the Chiefs are two-point underdogs. The money line is – where the hell? 
is minus 122 for the 49ers, plus 108 for the Chiefs. Total is 47 and a half. That's pretty much across the board for all those numbers. Uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs here for the same square shit everyone has said this entire week. You know, um, better, better coach, better quarterback, better defense, and better special teams, actually. Um, you know, but I am interested in hearing a counterpoint. I think you have one, Scott. So who do you like in this game and why? I do. It's Polly Public on the Chiefs, man. Uh, they're catching up to that Cinderella story that Dan loves so much. And the Chiefs come in, I guess, perceivably with more momentum. Um, they've already beaten the 49ers in the Super Bowl before. Everybody loves Taylor Swift again, I think, or maybe less people hate her. And it just looks to me like that that's a public trap. And also, to the fact that this is the, the, the allocation, the setup, as I like to say, where the, the spread, if you go to the window, looks it looks a little low as far as the public is concerned. So... When you see that spread that just doesn't look quite right or doesn't look like it looks like too favorable for first for one side, that's when I go to the other side. And it's showing up in the data for the public so far and has been pretty consistently almost right out of the gate. And it's been filling in more so where the public is just on the Chiefs to kind of take this one home again, maybe based on some history, maybe based on Taylor Swift and her great singing. Uh, it was just recently the Grammys, as we all know, and I know Dan enjoyed that very much, as did I. We we texted during it. It was lovely. But more so, it's also just the... the Don't even the, pretend. The, no, 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 no. I will not have my name associated with having watched the Grammys even in it. Like, people need to know you're joking. This is not true. Okay. I did not watch the Grammys. I refuse and, to watch the Grammys. Don't associate and, me. Thank and Dan, you. I'll pick you up. I'll pick you up my fast car next time. However... The 49ers look like that team that almost doesn't deserve to be here. The Chiefs, I think we all could argue, does deserve to be there based on how their uh, playoff performance and body of work is. The 49ers, you know, home field advantage, um, obviously uh, the first, the number one seed and so forth. And so they kind of look like they kind of limped their way in. But they've had two weeks to get ready. Debo's coming back. I think the coaching advantage is, is non-existent anymore. So that's a pretty good matchup on the coaching side. And something where the public is just being led to the Chiefs because that's the more fun, exciting Cinderella story and the team that everybody's pulling Jeff, for, like the kid Jeff, the you got to jump in here. Movie. Jeff, yes. you got to jump in here. So I'm taking here. the Niners. And, that's the, that's Andy Reid, he says no coaching advantage between Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan. Jeff, what Dude, are your Kyle thoughts Shanahan on that? Kyle Shanahan is showing up, man. Kyle what Shanahan are your thoughts on that up. host of the show, Jeff? Scott, give us a moment. Give the host some room to breathe. Uh, I believe Kyle Shanahan's one of the more overrated coaches <laughs> in sports. He gets just a clean pass for any bad seasons he has, any F-ups he has in championship games or just whiffs, and I don't really get it. I feel like it's a bit of a nepotism thing. Um, he is also an elite play designer and play caller, but uh, I have obviously have a strong disagreement with you on, on the coaching. But based matchup. on what he's working with vis-a-vis what Andy Reid has, I think Shanahan has more outperformed his expectations than Reid has. I don't, I mean, Purdy, I don't know. I mean, Mr. Irrelevant? I, I, J- Jimmy Garoppolo, the most prettiest man in the in the NFL but can't even throw a pass? Yeah, what is this, Patrick Mahomes' fourth Super Bowl in the last six years? He's playing the AFC Championship in six straight years. Is only six years as a starter, if you're saying he he's he didn't maximize Patrick well, Travis Mahomes. Kelsey too, yeah, Travis Kelsey, the best uh, tight end in the league. Yeah. Tyree Kill, one of the fastest receivers that's ever been on a field. Patrick Mahomes, probably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And, yeah. and, and Shanahan putting together pieces of a puzzle to get back to the NFC Championship and win the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, it, totally. Like San Francisco's 49ers, like they tweeted out against all odds that they're in the Super Bowl. They have 
the best roster in fucking in the NFL in the last five years. I mean, God, let's just bow down at the altar at, at, at Kyle Shanahan for Kyle Shanahan. No, he's an awesome coach. I think you're tripping by saying you have it's an equal coaching whoa, whoa, whoa. edge. He's an awesome coach. Yeah, there you go. See, we heard it. See, Jeff's coming around. Welcome to reality. I think you can't, like, if I'm being objective, he has to be a top 10 coach in the NFL. Objectively. Okay, but top 10 is not awesome. All right. He's, that's only in the top, top 30% of coaches. That's I would. Like, that's great. It's not awesome. Okay. He's, he, he's just, top five? He's a B minus coach. Wow, I love this. What? We're, love this is it. this is got to be graded on a curve. This must God, be prep school. It. This is ridiculous. This I'll, is junior college. I'll say this though. I mean, you, you Scott, you're throwing out like, oh, he's got Brock Purdy. Well, Shanahan had a chance to draft a quarterback, and he chose Trey Lance at number three. You could argue that Andy Reid saw something in Patrick Mahomes, like I want that guy at 15, and just outdrafted Kyle Shanahan, which, to Jeff's point, would make Andy Reid. That that's a positive in Andy Reid's favor and a negative in Kyle Shanahan's favor. You're sort of assuming that Shanahan had nothing to do with drafting Trey Lance and Andy Reid had nothing to do with drafting Patrick Mahomes. And well, thus, some of they were just office, given these pieces. His front office, and then Mahomes fell to to Reid. Reid didn't really have too much of a choice because guys got picked ahead of Mahomes, and he didn't even have a chance to pick over. So here's my thing, and you might end up being right in cashing this bet because it just feels. Square. Like, I haven't heard very many people give out the Niners. I've heard a few people, but not very many. Everyone's betting the Chiefs according to the available betting splits, and the line still has the 49ers' favorite, right? So I think you're fading the public is obviously that's your go-to angle, and that's a very strong one, especially in this one. But as we're starting to talk about it, you're pretty much saying, well, the, these rosters are equal, right? The, the coaching is equal. We know who's got the better quarterback, so you're – whole thing is fading the public here, which is fine. I am not I am not diminishing that angle at all. But. I am going to diminish that angle in the Super Bowl. I'm going to diminish it, and, and here's yeah. why. Because I don't think it matters, quite honestly. Like, there's going to be so much money bet on this game, and if the line got out of control or was shifted too far in one favor because of the public, then Sharps would jump in with millions and millions of dollars. So, to me, this line is right, and there's no reason to overthink it. Patrick Mahomes well, has been here. Brock Purdy hasn't. Even better. Even another reason that the public's going to get faked into this, and, and it does matter, Dan, because the last two years the same thing has been said and happened. I mean, last year the Eagles were the big public fave, and look how that worked out year before as well. So that's just one of those things where it still goes, man. It, it goes through every game because Vegas, last time I checked, guys, does pretty well, and they don't like to lose. And the public is all over the Chiefs. So I'm on the other side. No, that's fair analysis. I'm kind yeah, he, of I'm in this. He's, I'm in, he's just wrong. He's I'm, just wrong. That's all right. I'm in. I'm in. I'm on Dan's side here. I just think maybe, and maybe I'm talking myself into the Chiefs and not budging on it. But it's just like one of those things where maybe it's like old school bookmaking, where it's just like, nah, the Vegas or the sports books think they have the right number and they're going to accept the action. That's that, and they're going to take a a, a a loss or a win, and it doesn't really matter because ultimately, like. The, the cash is really the penny slots and the blackjack tables and the online gaming and all that other shit. And Dan's drinking and the drinking <laughs> at the, at, on the floor, you know, from the, from the cocktail waitresses. Those are free. But oh, wait, those are free. Oh, they are free. Darn. Not for me. They aren't. I make, they make me pay for them. All right. So Scott's fading the public. He's fading me and Dan going with the, the, the Niners. 
I'm hoping you're doing the money line minus 122 at DraftKings. I just want to point out that the three times we've done this podcast together, Scott has uh, picked the Niners and they failed to cover in either one. So that's important. It means I'm, it means I'm due, Dan. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yes, great angle. That's such a smart betting angle. It's like, it's like you I'm during due. this regular season. It's like you I'm during the regular due. season. You were due, bro. Dude, you got to do. I love that. You're Wink Martin Gale in the, uh, the Super Bowl. Just like. Whatever I'll bet, whatever I lost in the Niners, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it back. Can't possibly lose again. It's unfathomable. The total I have less conviction in. Uh, it's only a half size, uh, half unit size bet for me. Really, if, if any at all, I'm hoping that it gets above 47 and a half, which is a clean key number. But uh, Pinnacle's down to a flat 47. They're like the sharpest sports book in the world. Both coaches are more conservative than people realize. Uh, there's more cash in the under, more bets are on the over, according to PFF. Shanahan is incredibly conservative. For, like, a guy who's known as a sort of – and I listen, to be fair, I like Kyle Shanahan a lot. Jeff and I argue about Kyle Shanahan all the time. Um, however, I, I totally agree that Reed is, a, is better. There's just – there's not really an argument against that. Um, but he is incredibly conservative, like, ridiculously so for a guy who is known as, like, one of the young, hip – you know, into the numbers. Like, no, he's not. He's not at all. In fact, that, that'll that lead me quickly. I'll just give out one prop I like. Uh, DraftKings is offering highest red zone touchdown percentage, and the Chiefs are plus 115. I know you guys, Jeff, you hate plus props, but not true. I tend to think that the 49ers would be much more likely to kick a field goal in a situation where Reed has shown at times he's, uh, he's more aggressive, at least because he knows he has Patrick Mahomes, and he's willing to put the ball in Mahomes' hands. That leads me to believe that I think the Chiefs will actually have a higher red zone touchdown percentage. I mean, hell, they only have to get into the red zone and score a touchdown once to cash the bet. So it's kind of odd to me that that bet is even plus money at all. It should just sort of be even because it's a bit of a coin flip. But I also think with the 49ers' willingness to kick more field goals, um, I'll take the Chiefs plus 115 higher red zone touchdown percentage. All right, before we get into my and your props, Scott, just want to put a pin in the total conversation. I have a lean to the under. If anything, it's a half-unit play. Do you have a play on the total? Or you can just under do a straight well. skip? No, under as well. Just running the model on that uh, right before we got on the pod today. Um, the public's all over the over because it's the Super Bowl and everybody wants to see points. Everybody's excited about the quarterback play. Everybody's excited how great of a coach apparently Andy Reid is versus Mike Shanahan, son. And uh, therefore, it's like there's just going to be points scored everywhere, which you'll see in some of the props that I'm making today, too. A I damn mean, Polly exactly Public said, thinking Andy Reid's a better coach. That's freaking Polly Public. Those idiots. What are they What are they smoking out in Vegas? We'll know, we'll know, know on Sunday. The guy's only we'll, been we'll to like Sunday 10 conference championship game. games. Yeah. At least in this game, we'll know. Only 10. But, but it's, it's only 10. It's under for me. Yes. It's under for me. Good stuff, guys. Way not to talk over each other here. Anyways, let's go to the player props. Uh, since I have 17, I'm not going to just vomit out all 17. I'll try to pick and choose here. Um, one of them, I'm going to go under 49ers Brock Purdy, 10.5 yards in his first completion. It's minus 125 at DraftKings. you got to go to uh, the player first tab and then first completion dash yards Kansas City's defense is second in yards per pa- per pass allowed and uh my hunch is the Chiefs are going to allow the San Francisco to run the ball early and try to take the big plays away uh, maybe eventually they'll like get greedy and throw into some coverage 
Uh, at least that's my my thought on what their defensive game plan will be early on. Uh, Kansas City has the six fewest missed tackles, so that's less of a chance of like a, a chunk play on the, on the first play. Obviously, this is kind of a coin flip bet, but just getting the uh, prop conversation going after Dan's uh, first prop. Uh, Kansas City's defense is second in pressure rate, so you know if it's a passing situation. They're going to possibly pin their ears back and, and get in Brock Purdy's face. So I'm going to go under Brock Purdy, 10 and a half yards for a completion. Scott, what do you do? You have a prop that you want to give out? Yeah, I'll stay on Purdy, actually, Jeff. Uh, the prop's not a bad call that you made there. I just think it's a little bit too random. Just it's a tough one. It's kind of like the coin flip, which mm-hmm. I would take heads, which I'm not betting on, by the way. However, if I'll you do, Purdy, though. Um, hold on. If you do, bet at DraftKings are giving you. Uh, Plus a hundred on both the heads and the tails. Exactly. exactly. FanDuel is minus one hundred four. They don't even. Connecticut says no betting on the coin flip. The state law. Uh That's (laughs) because it's it's too. It must be too risky. I have Uh, a feeling that's what the problem is. I have a feeling me and Scott are gonna be on the same prop. What do you got here, Scott? Uh, I got Purdy under thirty-one and a half passing attempts at minus one fifteen because this you'll see from the props and we talked about this a few minutes ago. This is a lot of the props that I'm pointing out or picking, at least going to throw some cash at, are going to be part of this game flow type of back and forth, the low scoring uh, game that we're looking at. So if you just look at Purdy in the last, let's say, six to nine games, even, but certainly more even recently, and he's not had his full uh, slate of receivers. And there's probably been a little bit of, like you said, you know, some Kyle Shanahan uh, lack of aggressiveness at times. But Purdy, I don't think, is the one that's going to win this game. And so when you see a game that we're going to have, which I think is going to be a little bit more of a tussle, a bit more of a back and forth, maybe a little bit more of a field position type of battle, Purdy under 31 and a half attempts, especially after coming out of two games that were a little bit more active, a little bit more higher scoring, a little bit more of a, of a back and forth. So Green Bay, obviously, against that, you know, with, with, against that offense, and then, of course, against the Lions. It just seems like there's going to be a little, uh, a little bit of a, of a, a little bit of a relay back to some of the more control offense that that Shanahan typically runs, and so under uh, 31 and a half for pretty pass attempts. Yeah, I heard I heard a sharp guy give that out a couple hours ago. I don't hate that at all. Uh, that didn't make my prop sheet though. It wasn't Scott though. <laughs> no, but Scott's so I, I would never be associated with that. <laughs> Scott's, I like Scott's analysis on it, though. Do you have any Brock Purdy props or player props, or are you mostly focused on game team stuff, Dan? Uh, yeah, I'm not. I, I'm going to probably avoid most of the player stuff. I've been burned too many times in the past, and uh, I, I, you do, I'm Dan. Poly, I'm poly public. I get sucked into some of these ones that look obvious. Um, I think Mahomes' total passing yards is a little inflated, so I would lean under. 260 and a half. I think people are going to look at that like he's going to throw for 300 yards. Of course, he's going to throw for 300 yards. He's Patrick Mahomes. I'm getting it at 260 and a half. That one feels like a big time trap to me. Um, so I would, I might throw a little bit of coin on that. But look, man, it's the Super Bowl. I'm not you guys. You guys, you know, partially make some of your living off of this stuff. I do it for fun. I'm looking to get some plus money odds. I'm looking to parlay some stuff. You know, I might parlay Mahomes under passing yards with something to get me plus money. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I'm looking at this game totally differently than you guys, which is, I, I'm, I, of course I want to make some money, but I'm not wagering enough that it's going to cost me my rent. And so if I win, awesome. It'd be a nice little bonus. If I lose oh well, uh, I just want to enjoy the game. So I, I you can come I stay know. with me, Dan, if you give you lose too much. I kind of like coming at it from like, it's cool. We got two basically professional betters and I'm coming at it more from like how a casual fan might look at it. So 
you know, if we if you want me to give one, I can that I like plus of money. Of course. So this one's going to seem kind of crazy. And, you know, again, I'm not advocating you putting your rent on it, but San Francisco 49ers to record a sack. No is plus 650. That's high. And I'll tell you why. In four of Patrick Mahomes' last six playoff games, so over the last two playoffs, he has had four of six where he wasn't sacked once. In the playoffs, San Francisco only has two sacks. They sacked Jared Goff twice. They did not sack Jordan Love in the first playoff game. And Love and Mahomes play a very similar game. I think it's absolutely 100% conceivable that San Francisco does not record a sack in this game. So much so that plus 650 is way too high for my liking. So I, I, I love that number. Did you just compare Jordan Love to Patrick Mahomes? Wow. Style. That sounds style. like Kyle Shanahan to Andy Reid. Style. Oh, style. style. Right. Style. Words are important, Scott. Is, I know okay. you don't I know you don't totally understand that. You know, English language not necessarily your specialty. I, I just some of us English, are journalists. Go on. Some of us are journalists, you know, respected I, in the in the field. You're an English major, I know. But here's the one thing. I think that actually is a good point because this would be one of those games that the public would look at this and say, Bosa, Chase, everybody's gonna get get back to Mahomes, but he is Wiley back there and I think a lot of the offense at least to start is going to be just kind of some not so much dink and dunks but some short passes obviously some handoffs and so certainly I think as we get into the game there may be more of a, a bigger pass rush but not a bad and certainly the odds on that are nice and tying into that there's one other one I'll just give it out because it's it's there's no reason to switch topics and then come back but uh time of first sack on or after nine minutes and 30 seconds elapsed in the first quarter uh I am going Let's see. It'd be under, I guess. I don't know. However it's worded. Basically, I'm saying there's not going to be a sack in the first 10 minutes of the game. Um, I think that's another one that people assume, again, like you said, that with the 49ers pass rush and even the Chiefs have a, a, a strong pass rush and they've made some big plays against Lamar Jackson. Um, but I I see that would be what over. you guys yeah. I see what you guys see, which is that I think both teams are really going to try to establish the run a bit early in the game, try to avoid taking that big loss, you know, quick passes, get the ball out. Mahomes will move around. So um, I would say, yes, over nine and a half minutes elapsed in the first quarter before we get the first. I think it's just going to be a low sack total game. I thought about Jeff and I talked about have zero sacks in the game entirely, but Purdy just takes too many sacks uh, for me to bet on that. I agree. Yeah, like you, I'm fading some Pat Mahomes passing usage i'm going under uh zero and a half or a half interception um so no interceptions going under pat mahomes 25 and a half completions and i'm going under san francisco sacks um under one and a half sacks at plus 130 so yeah i like i was going to mention that too i'm glad you did uh if you if you're not quite confident enough to go with no at plus 650 under one and a half looks great as well at plus 130 yeah it's at dk um, I have obviously some receiving props as well. I want That's to get what into. you know. So to your point, though, you talk about how the public likes plus props, but I look at especially on these big sites like they want parlays. They are giving out a ton of bonuses on same game parlay. Like they are all about the parlays. San Francisco 
over one and a half sacks, I think is one that they're hoping the public gets on as like, oh, I can throw that in a parlay. That's going to hit San Francisco. They get after the quarterback, Nick Bosa. I think that's one that actually is priced incorrectly going the opposite direction because they're expecting people to jump on that minus one, but not necessarily as a straight bet, but more as one that they include in their parlays that they're counting on cashing the sports books. That is it's actually a good point. Uh, what other props do you got, Scott? I know you got to leave in the next like 15 minutes. So me and Dan might just soldier on without you. No, I'm going to stay. How, on how could we possibly do that? You, you, you can. I don't want to make Dan feel like he's getting to me um, because he is. So how about this? Uh, Debo Samuel is back and he's probably at about 75 to 95 percent, which is really good for Debo against uh, defenses, because I think Debo is one of the most interesting men in the world, uh, especially when it comes to the football field. So. Debo's back, as we saw in the Lions game, eight receptions, 89 yards, long of 26. Uh, how about this, though? This is, again, game flow, and this is what Shanahan can do vis-a-vis our boy Andy Reid or Dan's boy. And how I think the San Francisco offense is going to take more pressure or more emphasis off of Purdy and put it on another player, spread the, the wealth around. Debo, over 16.5 rushing yards, minus 120 at DK, where you're getting just Debo the ball more. He's coming back. He's healthier. He does this in games when he's healthy. He does this in games when there's a, 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 a formidable opponent on the other side, when they need to kind of spread things around, when they need big plays. And so Debo, I believe, is going to get maybe three to four carries in this game, and he's probably going to break at least maybe a 20, 15-yarder, which puts us pretty much right there at the rushing total. So over 16 and a half uh, rushing yards at minus 120. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. My favorite prop this Super Bowl is going to be under Brock Purdy. 12 and a half rushing yards, which is even money at DraftKings. Um, Pinnacle has it at 11 and a half. And um, everyone's kind of overreacting to Brock Purdy scrambling um, against the Lions in crucial drives to bring them back into that game and scrambling against the Packers. But his um, his mean, his average rushing yard uh, median, excuse me, this year per game medium is seven rushing yards. So he doesn't even get close to this very often. And sports books were taking action on him to go over five and a half rushing yards in the two playoff games prior. So I think that's going to be a very public play where people are like, oh man, I just saw Purdy run all over the Lions and he's going to do it again against the 49ers. And he's just the odds say that he isn't. and or against the Chiefs, yeah, but you're right. He'd be doing against the 49ers me. all day long. But to your point, Jeff, he was getting chased around too. So that's not the first design, like you said. I think the first design for Purdy is to be getting rid of the ball, obviously. So if he gets chased around, maybe he does bust that out. But ideally, he's not going to be doing that because I don't think he's going to get sacked and chased that much. So there you go. Oh, yeah. Jeff, speaking of rushing, one that I know we both like is Elijah Mitchell over three and a half rushing yards. I actually don't have that on my card. I took someone else instead. I went over Ooh. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, six and a half rushing yards. Ooh, that Interesting. hurts. Ouch, ouch, Dan. Why are you taking Elijah Mitchell? I think Kyle Shanahan has proven he loves Elijah Mitchell. He's had chances to get rid of him. Uh, he let Raheem Mostert walk. 
he's kept Elijah Mitchell around. When Elijah Mitchell's healthy, they like to get him the ball. I know a lot of people probably just assume, like, look, it's the Super Bowl. You're going to get Christian McCaffrey the ball. That's true. They are. But three and a half yards is basically one carry. Elijah Mitchell averages like five yards a carry for his career. So I'm basically betting on him getting one carry and taking it for at least five yards. I think that's kind of a lock, to be honest. So both that prop and Scott's Debo prop kind of bucket under my analysis for I'm going under Christian McCaffrey, 18 and a half rushing attempts. I think, and I didn't even think about the point that you made with the same game parlays. Everyone is going to same game parlay over Christian McCaffrey. Everything. Everything's going to go over Christian McCaffrey. He's only attempted 19 or more rushing yards, uh, rushing attempts. Uh, and seven of his 18 regular and uh, regular season and playoff games this season. Like you said, Elijah Mitchell gets touches. He gets roughly seven carries per game when he played. Debo Samuel, like like Scott, I think, um, pointed out why uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Whatever. Uh, intelligently pointed out is I think Debo Samuel's going to get some carries. Brilliantly, thank you. He averaged two and a half carries during the regular season. Um you know, I, I, I do usually like to go with more expensive props, but I just feel like this one's going to be very public despite it being more expensive on the over. Well, if you do want to parlay that, if you think that Debo's going to eat into his uh, Debo over two and a half rushing yards is on the board. I'm sorry, over two and a half rushing attempts is on the board and it's juiced heavily. Yep. So they are expecting Debo, at least from a Vegas standpoint. It, it's kind of nuts if you look at it. Like how many times does Vegas expect the 49ers to run the football. I mean, you've got Debo's over-unders, two and a half carries, McCaffrey's is 18 and a half, and Purdy's is three and a half. So that's 25 rushing attempts right there. Yeah. Purdy's under. Yeah, and then then you got 31 on the under for uh, passing attempts. So there's, what is that? That's, what, 56 plays at least. Uh, So you've got, yeah, I mean, there's that's a lot of plays. Man, good stuff, guys. Um I, I am going to go over Clyde Edwards Hilaire, six and a half rushing yards. I don't think Jarek McKinnon's going to play. Um, Pacheco isn't necessarily a bell cow running back, even though I do think he gets a lot of touches here. Um, so I'm going to go over that one. That's another rushing prop. Also, um, you kind of alluded to this, uh, Scott, earlier about like Brock Purdy's usage and like kind of what he's going to do. I'm going under Juwan Jennings. 11 and a half receiving yards. I actually, my bookie gave it out at 15 and a half. So I hammered that under, but it's just as simple as like you're dropping back You're Put yourself in Brock Purdy's shoes. He's dropping back in the Super Bowl. Who you look to throw to? Ayuk, uh, Debo, Christian McCaffrey, Kittle. Does he make it to the fifth guy and throw it to Juwan Jennings? I'm going to go ahead and say no. I mean, he got a crazy, like, miracle duck completion over the middle of the field against the Detroit Lions at Juwan Jennings in, like, a broken play, but you can't count on that. That's not predictive. So I'm going to go under Juwan Jennings' 11.5 uh, receiving yeah, I th- yards. I think that's smart, um, especially with Debo playing. Juwan basically has to step into the Debo role when Debo's out, but he's not out, so I, I think that's a, a good play. And DraftKings has it at 14.5 at this point, so... Nice. So did I give it out at 11 and a half like an idiot and now it's 14 yeah. and a half? I don't know why you did. Are people betting it up? That's it's crazy. It's because of content. Better. Like I'm holding back on a lot of the unders I'm going to bet until the end of the week or maybe a couple minutes before the Super Bowl. I'm going to start hitting them a little harder. Um, but I had to, you know, 
have to write some stuff during the week. I mean, week. you got to ha- look, that's the be- best advice we can give, right? Like you everyone is looking to bet over pretty yep. much everything. So look for the unders you like. Scott, what other props do you have on your on your card? Well, since Dan led me into this one, I'm actually going to take an over uh, because I think that's that's perfect analysis. There is a uh, you mentioned him, uh, our boy George Kittle, who has not been around really, not been a game factor for very long, and I think a lot of the public has forgotten about him. I think clearly, maybe Purdy has forgotten about him a little bit. Even with Debo out, he wasn't really that big of a star uh, when Debo has been uh, dinged up this year. But Kittle still is that that good tight end and i'm not going to say is in the in the league of your boy travis dan but he's still a good tight end and he's still somebody that i believe brock purdy when he does maybe does get some pressure maybe when he does need to make a completion maybe when he does not have that first or second read he goes to and so uh kittle's got 48 and a half yards receiving at minus 120 and he has not been there i mean the the, the fact of the matter is this is one of those props that kind of is out there that looks a little bit high if you ask my opinion but it's one of those two that i think can come into play pretty easily given the fact that Debo being back, Ayuk's good, uh, McCaffrey obviously in the backfield early and often swinging out on you know wheel routes or screens or whatever it may be, that's going to free up that middle of the field for Kittle to get, I think, a little bit more space. And so when the Chiefs defense has to choose between, let's say, four guys to cover every time they drop back the pass, I think Kittle's one of those guys that can get free and get uh, loose over the middle. And so 48 and a half yards receiving looks like a uh, fair way to play that. I love Sam Darnold plus two hundred, uh, plus twenty thousand for MVP. Nice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I would, your favorite I'd be, player I'd be too, willing to listen. Can to you it. imagine though? Yeah, I mean, what a I've, dark throw! Like Brock Purdy gets hurt in the first quarter, and Sam Darnold leads them to a Super Bowl victory. Like I, I mean, what's the what's, what's the money line? What's the odds on that? The implied odds on plus twenty thousand? I'll look it a million. up. Million. It's probably a million. <laughs> no, I mean, like, what's the? Uh, you it said, doesn't matter what the implied odds are because the actual odds are like 100%. Sam Darnold's winning yeah. MVP of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, if this was in Philly for the NFC Championship game like and we had a time machine, maybe we'd, we'd, we'd do that. It's 0.5% you know, chance of likelihood based on 201 odds, and I actually think there's a 1% oh, yeah. chance Sam uh, Darnold would have been able to do that math. There you go. Just hedge it out. Just bet it hard and hedge it out. Uh, I'm taking George Kittle over 20 and a half as longest reception. Uh, one of my player props that I hit last week was going or two Plus weeks like, ago. Sorry, I, I I just this is making me laugh. Like, yeah. if you threw five bucks on Sam Darnold to win MVP, you win a thousand dollars. Also, if it hit, I might do this just because if that somehow hits. I am posting that on Twitter. I'm making it my pinned tweet, and I am just always going to live off the fact that I placed a bet on Sam Darnold to win MVP, and it happened. You would be, like, the biggest soothsaying betting analyst ever that was like, look at this fucking play. Look at this play. (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, good luck with that, dude. I I will have no Sam Darnold action on this game. You know Uh, what? I'm doing it. I'm putting five bucks on Sam Darnold to win MVP. That's frightening. Like I said, I'm going to go over 20 and a half longest reception, George Kittle. I do think he does have a nice game. I gave out his under four and a half receptions in the NFC title game, which cash because, as I said last week, he's more of a big play threat and less of a possession wide receiver. He had a 32-yard catch against the Packers, a 28-yard catch against the Chiefs, against the Lions, excuse me. He actually had a 34-yard catch against the Chiefs last year. Uh, so I'm going to go over his longest reception. Uh, Scott, what's another prop you got? 
Well, look, Dan has got me in the Super Bowl MVP mode, so let's just throw one out there. Oh, actually, I was going to ask you this. I'm, I'm glad. Um, how does the action look on the MVP? I mean, I imagine Kelsey's taking a huge number based on his number. I sort don't of. know. That's what I'm know. taking for MVP. You're taking uh, Kelsey. I, he's got to be a public favorite. He, ha- he has to be. At 12-1, to 1, Kelsey has to be a massive public favorite. It's so it's hard to tell sometimes on these props because a lot of that stuff comes in later in the week after the you know after some of that stuff gets squared up. But I still like Kelsey's odds here. Uh, last I saw it was eleven hundred. I've seen some twelves, twelve hundreds, and and it's one of those I guess things where Mahomes could have a game like he had against the Ravens, which was let's say a middling type game. Kelsey had a great game. Uh, Taylor was there supporting him in every facet as usual. She's going to be there in Vegas. It's going to be absolutely fabulous to see the two of them on the field together. But Kelsey's kind of that that he he's the he's the the the, the straw that stirs the drink here for the Chiefs on the offense. And as much as like the, the the Niners are going to scheme against him, he can break through. And so Kelsey at Super Bowl MVP. If the Chiefs do win this game, they're winning it because of Travis Kelsey, I believe, not Mahomes. So this is why I'm putting money on there just to kind of hedge some of my earlier comments about the Niners taking this one. According to one odds maker on the Super Bowl MVP market, our biggest liability is Sam Darnold. Because <laughs> they thanks, are taking that's bets. Thanks, that's thanks Sam to you, Dan. Darnold. You just made it the he biggest liability. He was 300 liability. to 1. He's been bet yes. down to 200 to 1. Oh, this is my favorite thing ever. <laughs> that's because you're betting it and not telling us how much you got on Sam Darnold, I bet. But, but – also, I googled uh, Travis Kelsey Super Bowl MVP, and the uh, I'm sorry, actually actually I bet most bet Super Bowl MVP. I did not include a name, and the top hit is there's a reason Kelsey is the most bet player to win the award this year. Holy public over there, Scotty Martin, everybody. Hey, who would have thought? And that's my last prop. So look at that. I finished on a so high note just to get aligned with you guys. This doesn't make any sense. You're on the 49ers, but you're on Kelsey to win MVP. He said it's a hedge. As I said, it, it's a hedge earlier against before, just because I, I think wasn't that's listening. good value. I'm looking at value and props. This is the prop shop. And at the prop shop, we try to find value. And Kelsey's still over 10 to one to win MVP, given the playoffs he's had and given the season he's had. And given that he has a hot girlfriend or engagement, whatever's going on with the two of them, uh, baby mama, I'm taking Kelsey to win the MVP because I think he's the one that wins the game for the Chiefs, not Mahomes. To back I, up you're... to back up Scott's point, I'm pretty sure the public vote makes up 20 percent of the Super Bowl MVP um, voting, and that's going to yep. all go to Kelsey. Yep, 100 percent or Taylor. All right, Scott, I appreciate you connecting with me. I know you got a big finance meeting. Or... Wait, is she an option? That would be hilarious. They should. Oh, they should make her an option. You should parlay that with Darnold, Dan. <laughs> Taylor Swift or Sam Darnold <laughs> to win MVP. Pin, I pin love that, that on Twitter. I yeah. love that. All right, Scott, I'll let you get out of here. Thanks, buddy, for uh, connecting. We'll probably – Thank you, guys. Next... Enjoy the season. You guys are awesome. Yeah, it was awesome uh, shooting the shit with you about football. Let's get you back in for the March Madness. Run that model for the March Madness. Uh, oh, I can't wait to torch you in March Madness. That's going to be awesome. Oh, Dan, you know that's not going to happen, but I will be back <laughs> for that for that reason only. Just to abuse me. See you guys. Later, buddy. All Bye. right, Dan. Uh, can I bounce off a couple more props off of you? Yeah, I actually want to throw out while we're talking about MVP, the Chiefs Pats catcher that I like is uh, Rasheed Rice at fifty to one. I know he's getting a lot of love in the market. As I think his receptions is six and a half, and I was close to going under because it's like, dude, that's a rookie. Come on, it's a rookie. Look, I know, but his usage has gone up like crazy 
Um, he had a touchdown yeah. taken off the board on a great play against the Ravens, a touchdown that probably should have counted. Uh, I I don't know, man. Like I just I could see him making a big play that makes a big impact, and so I don't know that I necessarily would touch any of his. Like I don't like over. I, I definitely wouldn't go over six and a half. I don't think he has to though. I don't think he's got to put together a ten catch performance to. Again, we're first of all we're talking about a fifty to one shot here, right? So like implied odds two percent. I don't expect yeah. him, but if you want to, if you're We're talking about a Corey just, Connors, <laughs> if you're looking to get off the board and not take Mahomes or Purdy or McCaffrey, the obvious choice, or Kelsey, the most obvious choice, um, I think Rasheed Rice makes a nice makes a nice pivot. I feel like I feel like Corey Connors is fifty to one to win every tournament he's ever played in. That might be true, except for the Valero, which yeah, I think he's won twice now. Um, well, I have a couple more receiving props. I was kind of rushed there. I didn't, I wanted Scott to get all of his out of the way. So, um, I'm going to go under or over chiefs tight end, Noah gray, 11 and a half receiving yards. Oh my God. Now we're, now we're really getting into it. <laughs> uh, I think because Kansas city is weak ass tackle situation, they're going to play a lot of 12 personnel to kind of help out with Joey Bosa and Chase young who, can't defend the run, but it can at least get to the quarterback a little bit. Um, and he's just going to get enough like usage and snaps to get over that. Uh, Kansas City plays at the fourth highest rate of personnel, 11 personnel this year. Um, he caught two passes last week. It was only eight yards, but he had five targets, um, which was the most he was targeted in a game since week one, which Kelsey actually missed. His over one and a half receptions is juiced to pinnacle uh at pinnacle to to a pretty high number and he averaged 10.9 yards per catch during the regular season which is a career high so it's kind of like a random one but i'm going over there and i'm going under isaiah isaiah pacheco 17 and a half receiving yards uh i went under his receiving yards last year in the super bowl that cashed um it was a 16 and a half He's had 14 or fewer receiving yards in five of his six career playoff games. Um, he has just nine career games with 18 or more receiving yards in the regular season. Um, he only caught four balls or caught four balls for only 14 yards in the AFC Championship game a couple weeks ago. Kansas City has a limited offense with Kelsey and, and Rasheed Rice and Pacheco, but I think. San Francisco's defense is going to be cued in on him running routes out of the backfield. So I'm going to go ahead and go under his receiving Yeah, yards. I mean, you're basically betting under on screens because Mahomes is a mobile quarterback. Mobile quarterbacks generally don't get to the running back option because they're just going to run it by that point. Um, mm-hmm. The only problem with that is I saw a stat about how good the Chiefs are at running screens. So that's, I guess, the only thing I would uh, I would counter with. That's fair, but I think that lateral movement plays into San Francisco's defense, uh, defense, right? Like they're okay with Fred Warner chasing down the ball carrier as long as it's not like deep down the field. So, but yeah, you make a good point. Um, what else do I have here? But they also like to run screens to Kelsey and Rasheed Rice, so that's part yeah. of it. That's also part of my analysis as to why Rasheed Rice might make a flyer. Um, I'm going to go, I have a couple kicking props actually. Um, I'm going over Harrison Butker, one and a half made field goals and minus 125. I don't know. There's not much analysis needed here. He's has at least two field goals in 12 is 20 games this season. 
Um, he's 12 for 12 from 40 yards out. He's hitting 95% of his field goals in the regular season and postseason combined. Um, he was four for four in the wild card game, two for two in the divisional round. And outside of Justin Tucker, I think Harrison Bucker is the best field goal kicker in the league, right? Maybe um, the Atlanta guy. And I'm also going, I, I cashed on over 36 and a half shortest punt for Philadelphia Eagles punter last year. Um, I'm going over 37 and a half yards for the shortest punt by the 49ers this year. Their punter is Mitch uh, Wisnowski. Um, he's averaging 47.7 yards per punt. Um, there have been a combined 40 punts. I, 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 I looked this up. I looked each box score. Uh, I looked up each box score in the last five Super Bowls, Dan. There have been 40 punts in the last five Super Bowls. Um, and hold on, where is it? God damn it. Only 31 of them have gone longer than than um, 38 yards. So, or excuse me, only nine of them have gone longer than 38 yards. So 77.5% of the punts over the last five years in the Super Bowl have been under 38 yards. So I'm going, I'm going under on Niners shortest punt or excuse me, over Niners shortest punt, 37 and a half yards. And I have a couple big plus money payout props. I'm going to bounce off of you. Do you have anything you want to throw my way? You're just going to let me run on your kicking props. No, I don't know. Just generally. No, 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 not thoughts. Kicking props. Do you have any props that you want to discuss on your end? Uh, no, not really. I've given out all mine. I'll probably add some stuff the day of because, you know, it's the Super Bowl and I'll be chasing my losses from uh, the uh, Waste Management Phoenix Open. Fair enough. Uh, before I get into the big plus money payout props that I have, I only have two of them. Going shortest touchdown under one and a half yards, which is down to minus 135 at DraftKings. And the last 11, I hit this last year as well, in the last 11 Super Bowls, there have been a total of 12 touchdowns inside or from the one yard line and in with nine of those Super Bowls actually having at least one one yard touchdown. There were two one yard touchdowns last year, one by each team. So this is another one that like the public thinks, oh, that's not going to happen. But there's usually like a defensive pass interference that'll put it. It didn't happen two Super Bowls ago, though, I'm pretty sure, because I think I missed it that year. Yeah, maybe. But Nine of the last eleven, it has hit. Um, my two, both of these are six to one. I'm going Kansas City Chiefs uh, defensive end George oh, no. Karloftis. That's I'm right. Cooper Cup's game-winning touchdown was from one yard out. After that, because that's that's honestly why they happen is because there's just so many freaking penalties nowadays. Like you're just there's a good chance there's going to be a penalty that puts the ball at the one yard line. Yep. First down from the one yard line. Yep. Um, I'm going to six to one Kansas city chiefs defensive end, George Karloftis to have the most sacks in the super bowl. Um, the chiefs are favorites to have more sacks in the game and to get the first sack. Karloftis has had sacks in two of his three playoff games this year. He's actually tied with Chris Jones for the most sacks on the chiefs. They each got 10 and a half. Chris Jones is one of the best defensive linemen in football. Absolute game wrecker. He's going to eat up blocks for Karloftis, give Karloftis one-on-one matchups. He lines, Karloftis lines up next to Jones, and Jones has only had two and a half sacks 
and 18 career playoff games. So while he is eating up the blocks, he's not actually getting to the quarterback himself in these playoff games. And San Francisco's pass block win rate is only 20th in the NFL, according to ESPN. And then one more. Um, I'm going Chiefs wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling anytime touchdown at 6-1. to It's just a tiny little uh, bet that I'm throwing or a flyer that I'm throwing out there, but... Um, last year I bet this MVS anytime touchdown at plus 235. Granted, his production was better last year, but the Chiefs offense was was more dynamic and had a better wide receiving group than they do this year. He's had uh he has three touchdowns or three games of touchdowns and ten playoff career games. Um, so that's obviously thirty percent. Um a plus six hundred has a fourteen percent win and uh, implied win probability and Pinnacle, the sharpest book out there, has MVS's anytime touchdown a plus four twenty. So we're getting a good deal at DraftKings. I think I gave out all seventeen of my player props. That's impressive. Fifty one minutes. So you can read them at outkick.com backslash betting. Um and yeah, that's it, dude. That's, that's, I'm gonna miss the NFL season so much. I know I I've know. I've heard some people say stuff like, "Oh, I'm it's, I'm happy to finally get a break." Like, dude, I wish it was 365. I love gambling on the NFL. It's my favorite shit ever. I totally agree. It's sad. I've been trying not to uh, think about it, but uh, we got one game left, buddy. We got one game left. Hopefully, it's a good one. Yeah, that's all I care about. The sports books think it's going to be a good one. It's a tight spread. I'm on the Chiefs. Dan's on the Chiefs. Scott is fading us, fading the public, going with the Niners. Best of luck to you guys, whether you fade or follow us or whatever Super Bowl bets you make. Um, it's been a fun season, profitable season. Hopefully you guys like the content. If so, please leave a positive review on Apple and Spotify Podcast. Show us some love on social media. Me and Dan will be back here next week to talk about the Genesis Invitational, I believe. I mean, I I plan on being here. Hopefully Dan can be here as well. But that's it. Peace out, homies. (laughs) 